Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. On this week's episode of the podcast, Drew tells me a story about a cup final that apparently was a little bit of a a marathon. Or like a a Tour de France. Oh, sounds good to me. Shoot up your steroids and put on your yellow jerseys because this is Dead Ball Brothers. Welcome to Dead Ball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity now with 100% more haircuts. Yes, we are both sporting new looks. Me with the just full bald Zidane haircut. Yes. And you with, uh, what, beard razor and kitchen scissors from Mackenzie. A rather extreme uh, kind of Viking haircut. A little bit of a, I, I once put it on Instagram, off-duty pop-punk bassist, mm. like a, the son of Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers kind so of style. Edgy. Yeah, very edgy, uh, very shaved sides and long, long top that's kind of flowing down into my face. Nice, nice edges, though. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell Mackenzie. Cool. Again, beard trimmer and kitchen scissors. I'm pretty impressed with what she did. So awesome. Like we said, this is the Soccer History Podcast. And we are part of Blue Wire Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. As always, how you doing, Drew? Oh, I am so good. Let me introduce myself. Please do. I am Drew Snavely, uh, Manchester United fan. Premier League is not currently in. It isn't, no. In the, in the works, they're talking about coming back, but Premier League players keep on testing positive for coronavirus mm-hmm. or COVID-19, so... We don't know when it's, so, if it's ever going to come back. So it seems like maybe not. But the Bundesliga is back, which provides a segue from my introduction yes. as a Dortmund fan. And I am Adam Whitaker Snavely, everybody's most favorite freelance soccer writer, athletic alumni, SV Nation, Gad Fly. Yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's yeah, what I'm dude. talking about. I'll own just, it. I'll just, I'll just own all the yeah. .esports, sometimes video game writing, Blue Wire podcaster, Wife, guy, extraordinaire. Writer of many words. My writer of many, many words. Published <laughs> poets. Yeah. Master of the English language, Adam oh, Snavely. Man. I can go on for days. You could. You could, which is why I'm going to continue talking about something else. Nip it in the bud. Yes, nip it. Nip it. Right, right then and there. Nip it. So, Adam, do you think that Bundesliga games without fans... But with crowd sounds from a PA system <laughs> is better than games with no sound system and no fans. I think if you're not going to have fans, don't pipe in crowd noise. Really? I was watching the Dortmund-Bayern game, and it was weird. It was just weird. I, I, I just... What was the, the funny mental image to me was the idea that there was some person sitting up in the sound booth at Signal Iduna Park... Just sitting at a, a little MIDI keyboard, 
keyboard, keyboard. Of, of some sort, <laughs> or maybe like some pads. Maybe it's like a, a like a EDM like disclosure concert where they have to hit the pad with a drumstick when they want to yeah, make the other sounds. That would be awesome. So there's this low current of fan sounds that he's always maybe he just taped down one of the keys on the keyboard so there's always fan noise. And then he has to choose. All right, we're gonna start singing this song, or we're gonna start singing this fan chant. Or we have the positive reaction button, the big, big positive reaction button, the goal button, the thankful applause button. Here's the thing. My, the funniest thing that I always hear amongst fans at a sporting event is when a team has shut down a possession well enough that the opposing team has to pass the ball back to their keeper and you just hear a bunch of people start clapping. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. nice. <laughs> That's always the funniest thing. Because being a soccer fan, you have to be appreciative of a lot of small moments because there aren't as many big moments as there are comparatively to something like football or basketball or baseball because goals are so much fewer and far further between. So so that, I mean, you have to have that awareness and that as you follow the game, you have to appreciate things like that. But it is still funny to me the thought that – this guy in Dortmund has a button that is just labeled fans clapping because we made Bayern pass the ball back to Mandalore. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of funny because that person has to have the recognition skills of how fans would react. Like, if a bunch of fans think that they're gonna, the team's gonna score, you get an initial cheer and then, oh, a, oh, oh and it's yeah. like, yeah, oh. Like quick, there had to be a but, lot of- but you have to immediately know in that situation what button to press. Like, am I pressing goal celebration or am I pressing almost goal disappointed odds? <laughs> There's just German scribble all over these keys, <laughs> yeah. like these giant labels of like, this is what this means. If you string together more than 10 passes and you're up 3 0, you have an Olay button, I'm, oh. I'm sure. Or even, an, or just a whoa, hey. <laughs> Kind of thing. I don't know. It's a lay button on this side of the globe, on the Western Hemisphere. It's not necessarily an Olay in Europe. I feel like I've definitely heard Olays during Premier League games before. Okay, well, it's the Premier League. They're all English idiots. Yeah, exactly. Like, of course they're going to say (laughs) Olay. But yeah, I I think I'm team no crowd noise. I like... And no sex dolls. And, and team no sex dolls. Shouts out FC Soul. They didn't get that fine. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think that the crowd noise just draws further attention to the fact that this isn't an empty stadium. Yeah. And Dortmund lost with crowd noise, so I automatically don't like it because of that. True. And also, I appreciate the the silence of just game sounds. And that are echoing through this stadium. I don't know. I kind of like hearing the conversations on the field and the referee talking to the coach and the coach yelling at the referee and that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting <laughs> to me. There is this moment where I was watching. Ugh, I was watching Werder Bremen because of Josh. Josh Sargent, baby. God bless him. But Werder Bremen is awful. I was watching Werder Bremen and the Werder Bremen's coach was pissed about something, and the referee is like the full field away. And he yells something at him in German. And the referee just turns. And he's kind of like a younger guy. And the referee just turns to him and he's just like, shrug. What do you want me to do? 
You can yell at me. I can hear you, but I can't do anything for you. This is the call. It was very, it was uh, a very funny moment, and it was a moment that you wouldn't get in a normal game because there's no way the referee would have heard the coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You just see for sure. camera pan, coach going ballistic next to the fourth official, telling oh, him to get back gosh. in his technical area. Yeah. I I don't know. I kind of. I kind of dig the the empty stadium, no crowd noise vibe that is happening in Germany currently. Yeah, I feel like for for some teams they might think like, oh, like we need our home field advantage, and this is the closest that we can get to it right now. Well, there so. is a study, or not a study, but like just a statistic that home field advantage has kind of disappeared with the lack of crowd. Gotcha. And a lot of Especially last week, it was something along the lines of only two home teams won games. Yeah, it's because they don't have the fans there to to pick them up, but, encourage them. But surely that is skewed by the fact that the two best teams in the Bundesliga were playing each other, and the best team was the away team. And the third blessed... Third blessed. <laughs> so blessed. And the third best team in the Bundesliga was playing away. So that skews things. Yeah. Because if you're playing with Leipzig, Bayern, and Dortmund all home, and they're playing whatever, Werder and Paderborn and someone else. Yeah. <laughs> that says, Wiener Schnitzel. Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, Freiburg, Köln. Probably Köln of, of all of those. Obviously, that's going to pump up the stats of the home teams. Yeah. But this one you have... Dortmund is a home team that loses because they're playing the Bayern, who is the best team home or away. True. And Leipzig is away. You, you have all these, yeah, all this, yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, Leipzig yeah. was away. I, I just kind of realized that I was saying that and didn't actually confirm it. But nobody all. knows because there are no fans, so you have no idea. There are fans in Leipzig. There, there just aren't any fans in the stadium. In the stadium. Yeah, that's yeah, true. that's what I'm saying. Leipzig, but, yeah. Leipzig were home today. Ha. But they drew. <laughs> but they drew. See? See? <laughs> to Hertha. To Hertha Berlin, of all people. Oh, man. Craziness. Drew. Weird. That's enough soccer talk. That's, That's enough. enough talk about modern soccer. We yeah. don't need none of that contemporary shit. Yeah, I'm sure everybody has absorbed all the takes they could possibly get from that right now because just, it is the only thing that's happening just absorbed them well thankfully i have a story that is not related to bundesliga empty stadiums quite the contrary very full stadiums i'm into for this story so let's let's get into it let's dive in like stephen curtis chapman adam once upon a time there was a league cup final we're talking the English game, the English English football league, league, cup. league cup. Yes, the EFL league, league cup. cup. What is now known today as the Carabao Carabao cup. cup. Yes. Before that was the Carling, Carling cup. cup. I don't know. No, no, no. Before that was the Capital One Cup. Oh, right, right. Before and the Capital was, was the, the Carling, Carling Cup. cup. I don't know what it was before. Like that. one of the first cup names uh, was the Milk Cup. <laughs> yes. So Are we that talking two percent? We talking whole? <laughs> I think whole, I whole, think whole milk. milk. Whole yeah, milk. yeah. <laughs> For some healthy growing boys. For some healthy growing boys. So we're going all the way back to 1976-1977 season. When I'm talking big hair. I'm talking short shorts. I'm talking long collars. Yes, you have all those things. Obviously, the Premier League was a lot different than 
what it is today. Well, it also didn't exist because the Premier League well, was yes. a thing until 1992. The first tier. <laughs> okay, gotcha. whatever. The first tier of the English game. Yes. Was very different. Only 10 teams that are currently in the Premier League were in the first division back in 1976, which and, is pretty crazy. And they were? Uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I could probably I'm list joking. like five I'm of them joking. right now. I'm joking. You don't have to know. Like it's Liverpool, probably, Man City, Man United, yeah. Everton, Aston Villa, uh, Tottenham, um, Arsenal. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Probably Arsenal. Chelsea was in the second tier. Tottenham actually this season finished last place, so they got relegated to the second tier. But they were in it. But they were in it. Yes. And that's all that matters. You win it. <laughs> you got some skin in the game. You're still in the game. And you finished last place. In it to win it. <laughs> in it to win it. Oh, yeah. Push it. Push it to the limit. Okay. Limit. Okay, that's enough of that. So... The League Cup is one of many tournaments yeah. that happen in Eng- English soccer. It's so many tournaments. So many tournaments. Too I, many tournaments, which is some like might so say. weird because they have the FA Cup, yes. which is the longest-running um, uh, national cup soccer tournament, cup yeah. competition. Um, and... It, it's like the equivalent to to the Copa del Rey, the Pokal, what it was. DFB Pokal. Yeah, exactly. The U.S. Open Cup. The U.S. Open Cup, exactly. So it's, I mean, yeah, you and you get that beauty of like teams from all tiers. Any team from anywhere could eventually be playing Man City at the Etihad. Like that's, exactly. that's kind of the, yeah. the draw of the FA Cup. And then there's the League Cup, which is like the FA Cup. But smaller and not as prestigious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for the FA Cup, you have ten. If you're in the top ten tiers, you have the eligibility to to enter the tournament. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're in the lower tiers, you have to qualify mm-hmm. to, to play in the final uh, tournament. But you still have a shot to get there. With the the EFL Cup, it's only the first four tiers. You have Premier League Championship. Uh, league one, league two. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. So it's it's really strange because the EFL Cup has less prestige than the FA Cup, but the winner of the League Cup gets an automatic uh, Europa League spot, Ooh. which is like so strange. Ooh. I don't know why of all the competitions, the League Cup gets... That spot. Well, I I did read that the old English Football League secretary threatened to not participate in UEFA, the UEFA League, the following year if the League Cup wasn't given... A a spot in Europe because they wanted more prestige to to this tournament that was pretty pointless yeah i mean i think that it's pretty clear and easy to see and say that somebody's feathers got ruffled and somebody said well the league cup is the most important competition that there is (laughs) and uh wanted the football league to really mean something still especially when the premier league kind of came about and it turned this concept of the league uh, or the football league in general 
into more of like a one horse show a Uh little bit. Because I think that there was a time when being in the football league used to mean a lot more than it really does now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's still like, oh, you can play in Europe's secondary competition. Yeah. Some measure of prestige, I guess. I mean, for for clubs that aren't regularly getting Champions League qualifications, that can be like a long shot way to play in Europe for the first time in 50 years, you know? I wonder what the longest, like, chain of events in terms of the person who won the League Cup was, but they qualified for the Champions League, so it, so theoretically... It didn't the, matter. The, the place gets passed down to, like, the second place, the next placed teams. Yeah. I wonder how far down that chain goes. <laughs> yeah. I I'm not really too sure. But it's probably pretty far. I know passing down spots is something that we see a lot in the modern game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the case back in the 70s. Yeah. So, anyways, we League can Cup. get on to the story. League Cup, 1977. Yes. 1977, or 1976-1977 season. So I knew 1977 was one of the numbers. Yes, and, and you're, the final was in 1977. So. Spot on. Spot on. So... The main story from this entire competition is the final, and so we're just going to kind of jump to that and and really focus on that. Scoot past all the boring stuff. Scoot past all of the boring stuff. In the final, we have Aston Villa. Okay, the villains themselves. The villains themselves, and a little team from the blue side of Liverpool. Everton. Everton. Interesting. Yes. Yes, and very interesting final. I guess Aston Villa was really good at this time. At the time, yeah. Aston Villa was a very different team. They <laughs> they were not a relegation-threatened team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the 76-77 season, they finished fourth in the Premier League. Yeah, pretty dang good. Beating out the likes of Manchester United. Uh, I think they beat out Arsenal, too. Nice. So, I mean, they... Nicely done. Yeah. They... Uh, they were they were good this season. Everton, on the other hand, had a season similar to all the others in recent memory, finishing the season ninth as the season came to a close. Which Everton had a really successful stretch sure. before the inception of the Premier League yeah. as we know it. Mm-hmm. But since the inception of the Premier League, they've tried really hard. They've been they've tried so hard. A real like upper middle of the road yeah. team. And yeah, just get to that upper it. middle of the road and then proceed to be a punching bag for the top four. Exactly. That's the Everton way. <laughs> uh, gosh. So both teams still had some notable wins throughout the tournament. Aston Villa toppled Man City, Norwich City, and Queen's Park Rangers, or Queen's Park Raisins, as Louis Van Hall would say. <laughs> Do you remember that interview? I don't. Oh, gosh. QPR. QPR, baby. So at the time, Norwich and Queen's Park Rangers... Raisins, <laughs> QPR were both in in the Premier League, and Everton beat Manchester United and Coventry City on the way to the final, despite sacking their manager halfway through the campaign because they didn't have a great first half of the year, looking to mix things up. I thought that was pretty notable that they still made the cup final despite like a manager change in the middle of the tournament. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Another neat thing is that Aston Villa 
was managed by ex-Everton player Ron Saunders, while Everton's new newly appointed manager was Gordon Lee, who happened to be an ex-Aston Villa yes, player. Yes, So exactly. you, have, <laughs> you have managers who played for the opposite team going That's into funny. this final. Right. It's pretty funny. Storylines. Storylines. Drama. Drama. So, the stage was set for the two teams to meet at Wembley for, for glory. Everton hadn't won a League Cup up until this point, and they were still going for a, a place in the UEFA Cup. Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, like, that's important. A spot in Europe is important. At this point in time, League Cup matches were never determined by penalty kicks. Oh, no. <laughs> there was always a replay that occurred. This rule okay. didn't change in 1977, and it actually wasn't changed until 1998. Little did everyone know that because of this rule, it would cause the longest and weirdest League Cup final in the history of the competition. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode brought to you by Bet Online. There is no shortage of action going on on our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Thank you so much, as always, to BetOnline.ag for sponsoring this week's podcast and thank you to you listener for listening to this podcast and also for leaving reviews such as the one i think drew is about to read oh yeah i have this up right now so on thursday ted's fan left a review titled murder hornets murder 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 hornets murder uh, i about you murder i think the beer's getting to me murder murder hornets judas oh <laughs> uh, gosh gosh you are crushing it i am you're ooh, killing it right now uh, this is this is embarrassing keep going man <laughs> so ted's fan said this podcast is like a warm beer fart. Ugh. It's engulfing and thought-provoking. Thanks, S- Ted fans. Such wisdom. For for that sterling review. That is... Stirring within stir- me. Stirring. I must say. And we're not making fun of me mispronouncing words by saying stirring instead of sterling. You're meaning a completely different word entirely. Oh, yes. I was playing off of... Your word with a new word of my own. Yes. And not making fun of any mispronunciations that occurred. But that also could be a thing that we would be making fun of because we are two idiots here. Just two dumb, dumb people. Very dumb. Thank you so much. 
Ted's fan yes. for listening and for leaving us a five-star review. If you would like to leave us a five-star review, it would really, really help us out a lot. It helps our podcast get seen more. It helps push our podcast up in the algorithm and all of that stuff that I pretend to know a lot about. And in reality, I just know that more reviews come in, podcasts go up. Yes. Yes, it does. Because that is I don't, a good thing. Because I don't know math. But podcasts go up, good. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. Oh, gosh. If you want to support us in other ways, we also have our Teespring store with plenty of merch, the link to which will be in the description below. And, as always, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at DeadBallPod everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, we're on Facebook. We're also DeadBallPod at gmail.com, and that is the best ways to contact us. But, Drew, I think for now, it's time to get back to this story. Let's do it. We are back from our regularly scheduled ad break. Drew, you were about to tell me all about a wild and wacky EFL League Cup final between Everton and Aston Villa that occurred in 1977. WTF EFL League Cup <laughs> final. Classic. Basically. That's what we're talking about. So yeah, Everton, Aston Villa, Wembley, 95,000 fans. I mean... Oof. What more could you ask for to to set the stage for a League Cup final between two teams that don't win a ton? I mean, up until that point, they're both pretty historically like good. Yes. And and have won things before. Uh-huh. So, I mean, for Everton, they have never won the League Cup before, so that's really important. Uh Aston Villa had won a few times up until that point, actually. So they, Aston Villa actually was the first team to win the EFL Cup, which is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. A little fun fact What more could I ask for? Probably cocaine, but I digress. Well, I guess you could ask for a good game of soccer. Which is my cocaine. Which Don't do drugs. did not happen for this match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's pretty well documented that this game in March was hot and muggy, like pretty rough. Just hot. A ton sweaty. of traffic on the M6. Mm. Fans were showing up late, and they were like, "What? Not not the greatest thing in the world." When the fans got Boy, there, man, I'm sweating these beans off. <laughs> beans and toast <laughs> were the worst. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my I apologize to any and all British people that might be listening to this, which might all be... All one of them? Exactly one person. Or maybe zero. We don't even know. If I had to put a number, it would be one maybe, and it would be probably be Daryl Grove. One and a half. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, after a full 90 minutes... I mean, I'm not even going to talk about details of the we're game because skipping we're it. just skipping straight to 90 matter. minutes. Let me tell you something. This is England. You thought you were going to get good soccer? Nah. This is England in the 70s. This shit sucks. Not today. Not today. There was not much that happened, and fans were pretty dissatisfied when the final whistle blew. But after 90 minutes, you're like, all right, whatever. Like Maybe we'll get something in, in extra time. Sure. Except... There wasn't an extra time. For whatever reason, 
the organizers of the competition decided that this year there wouldn't be extra time for the final. Do they like say that beforehand? Or it was they... it was decided beforehand okay, that there would not right. be extra time. So it wasn't, it wasn't like the game finished and they're like, you know a what? Rule made up on the fly. <laughs> Let's do extra time. Uh, no. I don't think so. It was decided beforehand. I don't know. Maybe they thought that the game would just finish, not died. <laughs> maybe they thought if we don't leave it alone, if we if we if we just don't touch it, maybe something will happen. <laughs> uh, gosh. So. I mean, because of this, there was a replay because, like I said, no penalties penalties. previously, so no extra time. So this forces a replay. Did they replay it again at Wembley? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. (laughs) Of the match, the Birmingham Mail said that the game was 90 minutes of emptiness. It was that bad. It was that that poor. It was pointless watching it. It was empty. 90 minutes of emptiness Nine. is also the tale of my social life currently. Ah. <laughs> so sad. That's a quarantine joke. <laughs> uh, gosh. So like I said, moving on to a replay. For whatever reason, this game would be held in a different stadium besides Wembley, which was determined before... The final as well. It's just funny because it's like it's like the home and away thing where if you get a draw in like the FA Cup, they do the replay at the other person's stadium. Yeah, because the the theory goes that if you earned the draw away from home, that is a little bit more valuable than getting the draw at home. So the yes. next game is played at your for, home. at your home. But this is just like, oh, uh, yeah, well, I guess we'll move to a different neutral venue. Yeah. Like, we played on a neutral ground. Let's just move to another neutral ground. I don't know. It, it, is, it is really bizarre and strange. But anyways, um, the replay was to happen four days later. So not a ton of time. Not <laughs> Your leg's going to be tired. At Sheffield Wednesday Stadium, which okay. is in Sheffield, okay. England, yes. which is... The northern, more northern part of of England. Yeah, like it's it's kind of up there on the same line with like Liverpool on the coast up north, Manchester United, like an hour away. I'm pretty sure something like that, somewhere around there. But like kind of level height. If you like, keep on going, Sheffield is also right up there. Yeah, and Birmingham is not super far south either. Like they're they're fairly northern. I guess they're North Midlands, maybe. Yeah, but neither game was played in Birmingham. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's Aston Villa's from Birmingham. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yes, yes. Uh, so, I'm, so I'm kind of like doing the map of England. So it's like in my head, ge- geography, geographically, geographically, ge- geographically. That's <laughs> the word. Geographically, <laughs> I couldn't think what? of the word. <laughs> oh yeah. no, that word. It makes geographically. sense. Geographically, it makes sense. That the game is held up north because Birmingham is a little bit more north. Liverpool's obviously up north. Yeah, Liverpool's so, right up there. Still, still pretty neutral ground. Yeah. You know, so anyways, we, we kick off for this replay. And initially, it was looking like this replay... Was gonna be a lot like the first. Was game. gonna be a lot like the first one <laughs> where no like goals were scored. Replay much like the play. <laughs> That was until Uh-oh. the 79th minute. Jeez. 
So we've so so just just to do some quick maths. Yes. <laughs> two plus two equals four. Minus one is three. <laughs> quick maths. We uh, went ninety minutes the first game. Yes. Then we got to the replay. It went seventy nine minutes. Yes. That's a hundred and sixty-nine. Nice, nice minutes of no score. Yes, brutal. Yikes! Dedication to those fans who stuck out. Yeah, for all of real. That. So, this is when Everton defender Roger Kenyon, of course, was a defender. I know, scored an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was Everton. So it wasn't even like. A I great thought it was going to be like a scrappy set piece thing. No, no. he scored on himself. <laughs> His own goal, yeah. <laughs> that is what broke the deadlock in the 169th minute of oh, this cup tie. Yes, I yes. love it. So as the minutes of the match dwindled down, the League Cup trophy made its way to the side of the pitch, decorated in that maroon and blue Aston Villa colors. The, those mm-hmm. colors, you know. Yeah. It's like a like a baby blue, like a burgundy and a sky blue. Yeah, yeah. There, I really like their colors, honestly. I I like their colors too. But it's also like very West Ham. It's like I mean the they have the, same they have the same colors. colors. Yeah. Or as I would call it, it's very Colorado Rapids. True. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Which but. I think that both those teams stole it from the Colorado. Rapids. Oh yeah, they totally, totally stole it totally from stole it. from the Rapids. The, Rapids the Colorado first. Rapids, who uh, were founded in 1996, <laughs> and when they actually were founded, wore green. So it's like one of those typical stories where the the organizers of the league cup or just any championship whatsoever, like start carving into the trophy, yeah, like yeah, like. Time to put the name in there. Yeah, I mean, this game's over. Like, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> well, to the dismay of the organizers and Aston Villa fans. But to the joy of us and our listeners. And the joy of Everton fans. <laughs> it, despite wave after wave of Everton attack that kept on getting stifled and shut down, in the dying embers of the game, Everton won a corner kick and a corner kick. Is life in the game of soccer. <laughs> Corner kicks are life. Bob Latchford. Bob. Come on, Bob. Got onto the end of the corner and directed the ball into the back of the net. The game was all level, one to one. I'm a little disappointed it wasn't also an own goal. At the end of 90 minutes. Everton did score both goals. That's true. Everton is up 2 nothing in the game of... of all goals count. Yes. Yes, it is very true. And so, the League Cup currently says 1977 winners, Asto. Asto. Scratch it out. Asto. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the game full-time ends yeah. in 90 minutes. Uh-huh. The organizers were a little more wise this time They're around. They're like, ooh, what are we going to do here? You're, they decided before the match that they were going to allow extra time to be sure. played this time. What are they going to do? We're going to have another replay. <laughs> yeah. And this one will be in uh, Cornwall. Why do we want to have Let's another game? Let's put it in game? Wales. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. So extra time was to be played. Was to be played. Another 30 minutes of game. Didn't see... A team pull ahead. Oh, gosh. So another goalless 30 minutes between the two. And the game ends because, like I said, no penalties. No penalties. We're sticking hard and fast to that rule. And so for whatever reason, 
the organizers of the tournament had not played out a scenario where it was possible for these two teams to finish tied at the end of 120 minutes. I mean, I, I forget 120 minutes. At this point, we're going on... 100 uh, 210 minutes <laughs> yes which is crazy because uh ties are very it's a very likely outcome oh, to yeah. happen in soccer yes like draws happen all the time draws are frequent they are very frequent much to the chagrin of america casual american fans who hate soccer <laughs> like and original MLS. What's the point? With What's NASL the point of playing things? a game if you can end it tied? Oh, There's no winner. It's like kissing your sister. <laughs> it's worse. I, I remember when I was playing uh, when I was in high school, my senior year, and we drew with Hornell in the Section Five final, and we went to penalties. Yes. But the rule was, and I think still is. Yeah, you're co-champions. That you're technically co-champions, but the winner of penalties moves on to the state tournament. Yes. And I just remember they were giving out our like our patches and the trophy. So they gave out all the patches they had to, to one, one team, team and they gave the sectional 5 championship trophy to the other team. And I remember during this whole like coronation, it was just weird quiet. And then Jason Carpenter's grandfather, you could just clearly hear him from the stands <laughs> saying, "That's like kissing your sister." <laughs> like, oh, uh, the same thing actually happened with me. Yeah, in, in one of um, in one of the penalty shootouts uh, with Hornell. Yeah, it was like same kind of deal. Always Hornell. We got patches. They got the brick. We got the brick, and we literally we did not celebrate whatsoever. No, they and gave Hornell us, was geeking out. They gave us the they gave us the brick, and we were just like, "This means nothing I, unless no, we I, advance." I think I think Justin Sherwood probably said something terrible because he was the one who accepted it, and he's and he. But basically, it, the message was just, uh, "We're gonna. This doesn't count for anything. We're gonna go win penalties, and then we'll celebrate." Yeah, <laughs> and then we did. Yeah. Trevor Lang said something similar. Yeah. Like, this doesn't mean anything. This doesn't mean anything. Unless we advance. Yeah. So anyways, there weren't any penalties for this game to be had. Organizers hadn't planned on a tie to happen even even after extra time. And so they didn't immediately have a date set for an additional replay. (laughs) Sure. So we're talking the third match of a League Cup tie, which to this point had never happened before and still has not happened to this day it's kind of like quidditch (laughs) it is kind of like quidditch (laughs) oh my gosh so it was eventually decided a couple days after the game ended Mm -hmm. that because of all of the games from the premier league run-in were happening both teams were still involved with the fa cup there was just a lot of scheduling conflicts yeah that the third game would not be played until a month from oh my gosh okay the first replay all right so it's a very long break so in in a way this league cup final was a month long yes in a way yes no it it was a month long and so um it was decided that this second replay would change the locations once again okay and we're heading over to Manchester, baby. Oh, okay. Old Trafford. All right. The Theater of Dreams. Great place. Honestly, 
the Some best place for a, a League Cup final because that's all we're getting enough for <laughs> these days. <laughs> Way to bring it back home. <laughs> So um, I too remember Zlatan's glorious Manchester United oh, tenure, man. dude. That was that so, League Cup victory. That first season was awesome with him, though. <laughs> Anyways, we're on to our third match in our third city. Yes, a month later. A month later. Please, for the love of God, let us finish this, this match get this because the first two games with. sucked yes. outside of like ten minutes because mm-hmm. they scored in like. Uh, the 79th minute and then the 89th minute and or no it was less these, than 89th minute there was like a minute left to play i'm waiting for one of these managers to just be all you know what screw it we're doing four our, the formation is going to be a, a four zero six six forwards no midfield yeah leave four at the back let's go for goals yes Thankfully, going into this match, organizers decided that they would finally allow penalty kicks Good to decide God, a victor, which seems like it should just be it the first time. Yeah. Especially if you're playing on neutral ground. Like, was it? what is the point of going to another neutral ground? Incredible that, <laughs> first of all, we felt the need to change all these neutral grounds. Second of all, that we finally figured out that maybe deciding a winner at the end of the tournament is a good thing to do. Yes. So, thankfully, both teams came to play for this third ooh, match. Third ooh. time's a charm. All right. Okay. We have a little bit more action happening yeah. this time. Yeah, around. that's what I'm talking about. In the 38th minute. We get an own goal. Oh, my gosh. 38th minute. Can you believe there was a goal scored in the 38th minute? Nuts. We almost made it a full mother <laughs> half without a goal. Our guy, Bob Latchford. Bob! Bob's back. Bob's back. Bob's burgers up in this. Open the scoring for Everton, putting them in the lead for the first time over this entire series. Up up the Toffees, you know? Up the Toffees, baby. Uh, do they say up the Toffees? I feel like they don't say that. Up the Toffees. It's who they are. Yes. I'm sure they say that. With the lead in hand, Everton switched to a more defensive mode. Got to protect that lead, you know? <laughs> All right, we scored one goal. Now don't do anything else. <laughs> don't you move forward on the field. So Villa began to push for an equalizer. Sure. And Everton was successful in this defensive stance for a while. Until eventually... Isn't that always how it goes? I know. There is a, it like, was a, successful for a while. It's like, man, but- like it would have been nice if we had tried to get like another goal to have a cushion. It's like every United States men's national team game ever. <laughs> Gotta protect the lead. Gotta protect the lead. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, we get all the way to the 80th minute before Villa captain Chris Nickel unleashed a 35-yard wonder strike. Thunderbasted. Thunderbasted to bring the score level. Oof. All right. Which well, that's pretty tough to like. Here we are yet again. It's hard to complain. It's hard to complain about a wonder goal. But I think that everybody would be well within their rights to complain about a wonder goal here. Yeah, that is true. Like, ah, just let it end. This is where things went from bad to worse for Everton. Oh, boy. Because almost immediately after conceding, Everton then lost possession off the kickoff and conceded another goal to Aston Villa, this time Brian Little scoring just 90 seconds after Nichols' banger. It all falls apart. Yes, it all falls apart. Mentally boomed. Surely Everton's fate 
had been sealed and their quest for a League Cup trophy you know, Drew, would continue. By the way that you're phrasing that, I'm guessing that Everton's fate was not yet sealed. Adam, there is only one thing that we say to death. Not, not today. today. <laughs> and that's exactly what Everton said in this moment. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Everton quickly won a corner after the restart. So great, great on them. Didn't lose possession. After a scramble in front of goal... Everton captain Mick Lyons brought the game back to even right in front of Everton supporter section. Obviously going bonkers. 2-2. We're in like the 83rd minute at this point, 84th minute, somewhere around there. So it's all level, and the final whistle blows after 90. Uh, The score tied uh, once again. Why, God? <laughs> extra time started, and extra time continued to go. Oh, boy. And as every minute passed, it looked like the only thing that was going to separate these two teams... Was another replay. <laughs> was, thank God, a penalty shootout. <laughs> but... But... With 90 seconds to spare... Ooh. Aston Villa put a cross into the Everton box. The ball was initially deflected and looked to be headed straight for Everton defender Terry Derricott. Derricott unfathomably let the ball roll right past him, (laughs) allowing Brian Little a free shot on goal that he buried to put the villains in front 3-2. Sounds a little match-fixy to me, Bob. (laughs) After 330 minutes of soccer, with matches played in three different stadiums in three different cities, the final whistle blew for the 1977 League Cup final. For fans that went to each game, it was over 600 miles traveled, which Jeez. might not seem a lot for America. Americans yeah. who like or American sports teams who just flying one way uh, to play a West Coast team, being on the East Coast is over. 800 miles or 700 miles. Yeah. Um, that, that's a lot for, for England because England things... is the size of a state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aston Villa were crowned League Cup champions once again, and they're actually, they actually have the third most League Cup titles, only wow. behind Liverpool and Manchester City. Look at them go. Look at them go. Everton have still never won a League Cup, which is the only major tournament that they have not won yet. I'm sure that really just burns Everton fans nads. (laughs) I'm sure that really just butters their biscuit. And actually, this is something that I didn't know until I was doing some research for the story, is that Everton has the fourth most uh, first division titles behind... Manchester United, yes. obviously. Okay. Liverpool, Arsenal, so then it's Everton. Aston Villa is fifth. Oh. Which I thought was like kind of interesting, you know? So that's that. That's the story of the nineteen seventy seven <laughs> League Cup, the longest League Cup to ever exist. Um three Lord, games. And the Lord said it was finished. <laughs> and the Lord said it was finished. <laughs> My main source from this story was Paul McParlin from these football times who actually traveled and went to each of these matches. Dang. Big Everton fan. So it was very unfortunate for him to go through that defeat. Unfortunate. True. 
Shout out to these football times in general. I feel yeah, like we yeah. use them as a source a lot. Yeah, they're they're awesome. It's a really good. It's a cool site. He was saying that it was this league cup was really important to them because Liverpool had yet to win a league cup. So they really so to get, get have one on over sure. on them. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. What can you do? But yeah, that's the story. Of Dang. the 1977 Thank you. Cup final. Yeah, of Thank course. Thank you for, for giving us that oh. that very, very long tale. Yes, yes. Long Thank. in terms of the chronology of you speaking, not necessarily long in terms of, oh, this podcast is so long <laughs> kind of deal. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you, listener, as always. If you want to continue to support us and listen to more of our things, we would really appreciate it, and we would really appreciate it if you left a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts. We already said this in the beginning section, but if you didn't hear that or you weren't, if you skipped past that part, like uh, I know some of you do. I probably would. Skip past the ads. (laughs) I get it. We've all been there. But if you're listening still right now, we would really appreciate a rating and review because it helps us get seen by more people. And the algorithm bumps us, us, bumps us up further so that we get more views, more downloads. As yes, we do. we get more views and more downloads, then we get the opportunity to do more and more things with Blue Wire, and that is a good thing for us. Also, if you're interested in merch, the link is in the description below. If you want to follow us on our social medias, we're DeadballPod. Uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, we're on Facebook, for Gmail, for questions, comments, suggestions for stories, we are deadballpod at gmail.com. And Drew, I think I covered all of it. I think that's everything. Yeah. So I love you. I love you. And we love all of you listening at home. And we were going to share that love with you again in one week's time. Bye bye now. <laughs>